Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm so excited to be with, with you today, Sid. I'm really excited to be with you every day. No, oh, well, oh, thank you. I feel oh. bad for our listeners. They only get a half hour with you, or two, you know, an hour if they're listening to Still Buffering and Sawbones. Or, uh, if I guess if they're one of your clients that you work with, they could see you there. At, at Harmony House, I guess. That's true. These or are- at the store. They could run into you at the store. Yeah, that's true. Or would you like to name some you? other places where I don't want to further dox, talk I don't want to further dox you. Now. I was going to say, <laughs> do you want to name like where our dentist is and where I get my hair done while we're at our it? Our dentist just retired. Shout out to Judy. Um, she's fine. She she's just fine. retired. I think I said she retired. Uh, well, but the way you said shout out. <laughs> shout out? That's not like in I memoriam. There was something weird about it. I, by the way, I didn't know I was messing with the soundboard before we started. Is oh, that that's right? that's good to hear. They're all up. No, it's not right. Hold on. Okay. Um, that's is that better? Okay, that's I don't know. Good. No, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm just in the room. I can't hear anything. Okay. I'm just talking. Um Justin. Sydney. <laughs> uh I can't get we, the heater to turn off. Please turn off. No, I'm cold. We got an email from it is loud though. We got an email from uh one of our listeners, Isabel. Thank you, Isabel. Asking about um, grapefruits. Oh, okay. And I realize I, we have definitely referenced grapefruits, I believe, in like a weird medical questions episode. But mm-hmm. we've never done a whole thing on grapefruit, grapefruit juice, and its interaction with medicine, specifically that med- medical part of, of the grapefruit. And I also realize that in terms of the history, like when did we, how did we, why do we know that grapefruit juice mm-hmm. interacts with medicines. And that question really intrigued me. I mean, yeah. think about it. There's lots of foods and juices. There's lots of juices. How did we figure out specifically that grapefruit juice was a problem? You ever at a, a hotel continental breakfast and they have like a wide array of juices? Mm-hmm. And in that context, even though you don't drink juice ever, in that context, when they have the little glasses, you're like, God, that'd be good. God, I love a glass of grape juice right now. That go down so smooth. Not me. I've never been a big juice drinker. And then as I've gotten older, I've developed acid reflux. So I definitely stay away from fruit juices. Um, I prefer my fruits in their original, like, fruit form, personally. You like all the fiber and the gunk. Yeah, I like to bite into an apple. I don't want to drink its juice. Uh, Well, I mean, I am drinking its juice. But, like, in the—I'm going to eat its flesh and drink its juice all at once. 
Um, I like fruit that way, but that's fine. If you're into juice, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna give you a hard time. There's no shame if you're into juice. But if you are into grapefruit juice, which was the name of Randy Moss's uh, <laughs> juice chain that he opened at the Charleston Town Center? I don't think into it juice. was that. It was into juice. Oh, into juice. I thought you meant into there's ju- no shame if you're into juice. No, it's just into juice. Maybe the full, <laughs> the full unabbreviated title is "There's no shame if you're into juice," but. No, it's just into juice. But I will say that if you are into grapefruit juice, there are some things you should know. Okay. Uh, it's bitter. Not very yes. good to drink. Is that part of your, your work? Well, I feel like we should put the disclaimer out there because this is – Justin and I don't have a lot of the same food preferences, but we agree on two things. We don't like olives. Oh. And this is no – again, no shade if you do. That's great. More olives for you because we, we're that's not right. eating them. That's right. And we don't like grapefruit. Sorry, guys. I've tried. I've tried. that Grapefruit is one that I've, like, tried many times. I like bitter. I drink IPAs. I like the bitter flavor profile. You'd think I would like grapefruit. Just don't like it. Don't like it. Anyway, and boy, my mom was of the generation where grapefruit was huge, you know? A half a grapefruit for breakfast in the morning was, like— There's a thing. The thing. I remember that being a big 80s thing. My mom did it, too. I learned about grapefruit— a lot more in medical school in the context of the way that it can interfere with certain medications. And you may know this because you may have been told at some point by a doctor or a pharmacist or somebody prescribing you a medication that, hey, FYI, don't drink grapefruit juice while you're taking this. And if you're like me, you're like, no worries there. I, uh, yeah, I remember I found out about it from you because I was, I don't know, I was into some health thing and I had read that grapefruit juice would like help mm-hmm. with I don't know but I don't know what it is you probably know metabolism or something and um you told me not that I should be careful with it because it could mess up my brain pills and it's like I don't like grapefruit juice anyway and I'm gonna be sad about eating grapefruit juice and also my brain pills won't work so I'll be even sadder about this grapefruit juice I could get pretty despondent about the grapefruit juice I don't know it's actually the other way around oh so I'd get like It'd be too high. Too and th- anxious this is, about so the So this grapefruit is the juice. thing. When I learned about grapefruit juice, I you learn about lots of like interactions and once-offs and like things that can happen in medicine. Mm-hmm. And then as you start practicing, sometimes you learn that like that almost never happens. Like <laughs> 99% of the time, the patient's going to do that thing and everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty rare. Grapefruit was one of the things that I thought was like this esoteric kind of board question fact and then I had an actual I, I I knew someone, actually wasn't my patient, but I knew someone who actually had this problem and was discussing with me. Uh they they were on Wellbutrin, they were taking their Wellbutrin, and all of a sudden they just started having these weird symptoms. Like they were tired and like out of it and dizzy and they didn't know what was going on. We were going through all these different things. They were just kind of talking to me like you're a doctor, you know things. And I finally and finally they said the only thing I've been doing different is I started drinking a glass of grapefruit juice every morning because I read a book that said I should. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's like a board, it's like it. a board question. They like, laid it out like that. Mm-hmm. It's like and, a very easy house mystery. <laughs> it was. And then they, and so they stopped it. And a couple days later, one to three days is usually how long it takes. Doing better. So anyway. I bet they were relieved to have an excuse to not drink grapefruit juice anymore. It's, it's great when you can solve something like that. I had somebody who was worried because their armpits had turned brown and it was their deodorant. And I told mm. them to change deodorants and tell me what happened. And it changed. Mm. Yeah. It's always very exciting when these things uh, are easy to solve. So what's the deal? We take medications, but obviously they don't stay in our bodies forever, right? Right. That's why you take a pill 
daily, twice a day, three times a day, whatever. Yeah. Like different, you take them in different dosing intervals. Some are weekly, monthly. processing them. And you break them down. Otherwise, you would just continue to add to that medication in your body. And I mean, eventually it would be toxic. Um, so something in your body is breaking them down. Uh, one of the enzymes responsible for breaking down medications, a lot of medications, a lot of different drugs that can be prescribed, is called CYP3A4. Mm, and that classic. Is, it's, it's part of the cytochrome P450 family of proteins. Choice. Um, these are enzymes that will oxidize foreign molecules. They live in your liver and in your intestine. And collectively, the P450 family metabolizes 60% of all the prescribed drugs. Wow. And specifically, this one, CYP3A4. CYP3A4, I'm going to say CYP3A4 yeah, for okay. simplicity. It's like a cool nickname. Uh, CYP3A4 is responsible for half of that. Mm. So it's it's the it's the one. It's the reason that you have to keep taking pills and also that stuff doesn't just accumulate in your body forever. Could, what if we could take a pill that would get rid of those? Wouldn't well, that be nice? You just have to take one pill and never think about it again. Well, that you're kind of bumping up against what, what happens. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, by the way, enzymes, in case I realized I was talking about enzymes. Do you know what enzymes are? Do you have a do you have an idea a concept of what an enzyme is? Honey, look at me in the eyes. Not <laughs> not a single inkling of what an enzyme is. It's, I I could guess for 100 years and not get anywhere close. It is something in your body, usually a protein. Typically these are proteins. And they catalyze reactions. They make things happen faster. They make there are, there are tons of chemical reactions constantly happening in your body all the time, right? That's what keeps you alive. All of these reactions shifting back and forth when the, if they all reached equilibrium at once you you'd die okay so good so we're we're so anyway they catalyze reactions and or hot on reactions <laughs> we like reactions and lots of things are involved in chemical reactions there are lots of cofactors and and things that are in there but the the thing that characterizes an enzyme is that it will be used over and over again, and it's not destroyed. So it's like it's just something that lives in there, and its job is to be like, oh, look, there's something to break down. That I'm here. Do, 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 so I'm kind of an in, I'm like an enzyme of the podcasting world. You bring me on the show, mm-hmm. I sparkle instantly. <laughs> Glitter shoots out my fingertips, and the whole show is catalyzed, catalyzed, if, mm-hmm. if, if I may, catal- yeah. catalyzed, cat- catalyzed, 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 mm-hmm. and I can't be destroyed. <laughs> I can, I can, uh, uh a, I'm, I'm, I'm an enzyme. It's a heck of a, a thing a to claim. Enzyme. I can't be destroyed. So this enzyme <laughs> breaks down that that's its job. It's to catalyze, break down a lot of drugs. Okay. For the most part. Um, the thing is, so there's stuff that is broken down that is metabolized true by this enzyme, okay. but there's also stuff that can change the activity of the enzyme. Kind of like you said, what if something could stop it? What if something could block it? So if you put something my, in my the body— internet, My internet drops, for example, and I can't be on the podcast anymore. Yes. So the enzyme of me There we gone. go. This is going to be a rough to just continue this. We'll, we'll, we'll see if we can get there. It felt like I was closing the book on it right there. It felt like <laughs> a, nice, a nice closure point. So if you put something in the body that will block CYP3A4, it's not going to break down okay. the drugs. Good. So they'll just stay in there. Bad, and if you I'm keep guessing. taking them, okay. instead of, you know, you take something, the amount of it in your bloodstream peaks and then starts dropping off as it's broken down, right? Well, if it's not broken down 
and then you put more on top of it, and then you put more on top of it, and then you put more on top of it, you see where I'm going. Mm -hmm. You can get sick. Okay? So there's stuff that you can put in your body that will either block that enzyme, or there are other things that will turn it up and make it work faster and more. So instead of you building up really high levels, no, 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 really high levels of the drug, (laughs) you would actually decrease the amount of drug in your body that's working Uh, because it's breaking it down so much faster. Okay. So you're burning through it. Yes. Um, There are a lot of things that inhibit this enzyme. There are a lot of things that activate this enzyme. Um, And this is at the root of a lot of like, when we start talking about how two drugs can interact, this is this isn't the only thing that can cause that, but this is at the root of of some of those interactions. If I tell you like, oh, since you're on this medication, it wouldn't be safe to start this one. This might be why, because of the way those two drugs interact with this system. If one of them is broken down by that, and the other one inhibits or activates the enzyme that does it, you can see how all that would. Does that make sense? Yeah. I know there's a lot of different substances at play here that are doing different things that all interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also at the root of things we worry about outside of drugs. Because, like, if we're talking about prescription drugs, ideally the same person or at least people who are communicating with each other would be prescribing all the medicines you're on, right? So nobody would be prescribing you something without knowing other things that you're taking. And so they would be able to, you know— account for this and not make those mistakes. But they may not know if it's something that's just random out in the world. A food, a supplement. This is why it's so important. A juice, juice. perhaps. This is why it's so important to tell your provider if you're taking like herbs or supplements or anything like that, over-the-counter meds, um, or if you have a major change in like your dietary habits because it might interact with the medicine you're on. Doctors do not have time for me to sit there and be like, so I hit up Teriyaki Express. I don't need everything. (laughs) Anyway, where's that bring me? Okay, Tuesday at 3 p.m. I actually don't need to be like, yeah, and it was like I went, took a sneaky trip through the Long John Silvers and got some crunchies and chicken tenders. I don't need that. So, So here's the thing. What we have covered here are that there are a huge list of drugs and supplements and foods that can inhibit CYP3A4. There's a huge list. And when I say huge, I don't, I shouldn't say huge. There is a, it's not something I can list on the show. That would be the whole show. If I listed all of these, there's three different lists. There's a list of blockers. There's a list of activators. And then there's the list of drugs that are broken down by CYP3A4. So the blockers and the activators will have an impact on, right? Yeah. All of these lists are available easily online. If you Google like what inhibits this, what, what does grapefruit interact with these are easily and if you're not sure this is always why when it comes to prescription medicines or any sort of other supplements whatever that you're putting in your body talk to your provider and no talk to your provider about all these things so that you aren't in a situation where you're getting sick and you don't know why and it's easily fixable by just stopping one of the things that you're taking um so that's that it's all available i'm not going to read every single medicine there's tons of them okay Mm mm-hmm and this isn't the only sort of reason why you might have like a like an interaction. For instance, so grapefruit juice can block this enzyme, which will increase the blood levels of medicines you take that are broken down by the enzyme. Well, grapefruit juice also can interact with certain proteins called drug transporters, mm. which you can imagine what they do. Transport drugs. They transport drugs specifically into your cells so that you use them. Well, if it interferes with them, 
it may actually decrease the effect of the medicine in your body. Dang. <laughs> so grapefruit juice is going to increase the effect of some medicines and decrease the effect of other medicines. Um, we know what ones, though. So it's really easy to ask the question, is grapefruit, can I, can I have grapefruit? Does grapefruit interfere with anything I'm taking? We're talking a lot about grapefruit juice, but do we also mean just great, straight grapefruit? Yeah. Or, okay. I mean, it's just grapefruit. Yeah. Yeah. Grapefruit. Um, I know they're the same thing. I just meant like I didn't know. I guess now that I feel a little silly. <laughs> you just need to be careful. Careful. One more time. <laughs> <laughs> About the ingestion of grapefruit. I always am. <laughs> I knew that instinctively. My body was saying like, this isn't good for you, Justin. Be careful. Be careful with this bitter juice. And on top of all that, it's different in different people depending on how much enzyme you have. So for some people, a little grape juice wouldn't hurt them, but a lot would. For Some people could tolerate juice. more. Yeah, grapefruit juice. You said grape juice. I didn't know. Oh, sorry. Grapefruit juice. No, not grapes. Grapefruit. Okay. We're all over the place here. Um, Your age, what other, you know, again, medicines you take, what comorbidities you might have. um, All of that comes into play. And in some cases, it can take a very small amount. A very small amount of grapefruit juice can throw off the medicines you're taking. Um, So it, it can have a huge impact. Um, how did we figure this out? So that's the story. That's know. why we tell you. That's what you need to know about. If you're on meds and you've never bothered to ask or to look it up, or if you have concerns, please ask about the medicines you may be on. Um, but how do we figure this all out? I want to tell you that. But first, we got to go to the billing department. Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed, but we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat delicious meals right to your door, and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got, like, fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From, from, from a, a box? Pre-prepared, all I got in two minutes, I'm eating filet mignon. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat, there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web 
design artist, but you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. They can be anywhere, at your office, in your car, and they are wrong. My mom says that the gray house didn't exist, but she's wrong. He just does it wrong. Someone in your life is wrong about something. Something small, something weird, something vitally important. Only one person has the courage to tell them just how wrong they are. You know what you did was wrong, but your daughter is a liar who eats garbage. (laughs) They call me Judge John Hodgman. Listen to me on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. If someone in your life is doing you wrong, don't just take it. Take it to court. Submit your case at MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. Hi, I'm Alex Schmidt. And I'm Katie Golden. And we make Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, a podcast about why seemingly ordinary stuff is actually the title of the podcast. Using tons of research, we take a joyful look at history and science and stories. And jokes. About the ordinary stuff in your life, because that's what makes those things amazing. Also jokes. So get excited about paper clips. Get thrilled about pigeons. Get all psyched up and running around the room about the imperial system of weights and measurements. For real, there's whole episodes about this stuff. Hear them anytime and hear new episodes Mondays at MaximumFun.org. So Sid, how did we start to unravel this, this grapefruit mystery? Okay, I found a great article from Atlas Obscura that interviewed the guy who figured this out, and I thought that was a great source. It's by um, Dan Nosowitz from 2020. And it's a it's a great article just about how like weird grapefruit is because grapefruit's weird, right? Mm-hmm. Justin, why is it called grapefruit? That's a great question that I have no idea. Yeah, I thought that was a great place to start. So, okay. First of all, it's part of the citrus family, right? Yes. We know that. Orange, lemon, lime. Do you know there were probably originally three like primary citrus that all citrus have derived been derived from no i didn't know that there was a probably a citron a pomelo and a mandarin and all other citrus fruits are just mixtures of various varieties of that right grapefruit is a pomelo and a sweet orange a sweet orange is a mixture of a pomelo and a mandarin so work all that out (laughs) um it was probably originally found in Barbados back in like the 1600s. It wasn't called grapefruit until like the 1830s is the first mention of it as a grapefruit. Um, before that, it was called the shaddock, the golden orange, or the forbidden fruit. Oh, my. The forbidden it's fruit. It's weird that we cultivated this. You know, that we've used for for ages— We've used gen- genetic engineering to make our fruit more delicious and make our fruit sweeter 
and more scrumptious to us. Like we've genetically modified it to do that. It's weird that we kept chasing after this grapefruit thing, just thinking that it would get better eventually. Like it's weird that we didn't say like, let's give up on grapefruit. It's not working. It still tastes bad. There's other (laughs) fruits. Like, hey, everybody, we had a good run. Let's let's go home. There are a lot of people who like grapefruit. It's a complex flavor they, profile. It's, to for it's sure. not just sweet, and then there are a lot of citrus fruits that are sweet and tart, of course. It's not just sweet and sour. There's the bitter. Yeah. So it's all of that in there. Yeah. But there are people who like that, you know? So, like, that's, it's not wild to think people cultivate it because some people probably enjoy it. I, in fact, I know people enjoy it. My mom very much loves grapefruit. Yeah. Why is it called grapefruit? Does it, does it grow in a bunch? Well, that's what a lot of people thought. Um, for a long time, they were like, well, it probably it was named that because it grows in bunches like grapes. So grapefruit. No, that's probably not why it was called that. Um, others have suggested like, well, maybe it's because it tastes like a grape, which no. is a problem <laughs> for a couple reasons. <laughs> Let me say the first one. Uh-huh. It doesn't. Yeah, that's the first one. At all. Is that it does not taste like a grape. No. Also, it's kind of weird in that the grape is also a fruit, and so it'd be weird to be like, well, that's a grape, it's and like that one f- tastes, even if it did taste like a grape. Imagine if a grape was a fruit. Yeah. It's a grapefruit. Yeah. Well, grape is a grape fruit. Oh, grape is a grapefruit already, <laughs> so it's not a good name. But no, it's not that either. It also doesn't make geographic sense because the people, when it was first named a grapefruit, the people who would have had access to it mm-hmm. would not have also easily had access to grapes. So they wouldn't have had something to compare it to that tasted like a grape. Mm. 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 The plot thickens. Um, it may be because it tastes like something called sea grapes. Sea grapes? Sea, what are those? They're not grapes. <laughs> God, they're, guys. They're, they're part of the buckwheat family. They do look like grapes, and they are sour and bitter. So maybe grapefruit tasted like sea grapes, and that's why it was are called grapefruit. Are those still in production? I've never encountered them. Those don't grow around here, like in parts of the Caribbean. Those okay. grow. Yeah. You won't find those in Huntington, West Virginia. I don't even think you can get them at the Fancy Kroger. Really? Not even at Cha-Cha Kroger? No, not even at Gucci Kroger. Wow. That's All the, the many names for the— Every every, every town has a good Kroger and a bad Kroger and in between Kroger. Right? It's just a thing. We have three we have three levels of Kroger in this yeah. town. And the, the best Kroger is usually either called the Fancy Kroger, the Gucci Kroger, or my mom calls it the Cha Cha Kroger, which I don't know where Cha-Cha. I don't know why, why, but I started getting into Cha Cha Kroger. I started calling it that. I like that one. I did too. Kroger. I, I have a lot of uh, people that I work with that call it the Bougie Kroger. The also. Bougie Kroger is judgmental to me. I feel like that's like, uh-huh. you know, it's like, I'm not going to turn my nose up at it. Sometimes I want to treat myself to some sushi made right in front of me at Gucci Kroger. Do you know the well, funny thing that I noticed? Actually, I'm going to tell you this, and I should have told you off the podcast, but um, the lady who does the, one of the ladies, there's a couple of different ladies that do the sushi at the Cha-Cha Kroger. I saw her at Fifth Avenue Kroger, but she was like in the back, like in the, in the, deli section like backward behind the butcher's counter like doing her thing just not on display they've like scrolled her away back there she's still making the sushi at fifth do avenue do they Kirk. have sushi at fifth yeah, avenue yeah Kirk? they have sushi at fifth avenue Kirk. Well, i didn't but, know that but apparently she's just going there but they don't have her on the display she's an artisan put her out there you know what yeah. i mean no that's the whole point you can watch people make sushi and then you can like- get the sushi which is i mean i'm gonna say like i know what you're thinking kroger no it's good 
It's good sushi. I'm sorry. You do it. I'm sorry. The sushi's good. They've got fancy cheeses, and they let you make your own like beer pack and like a six pack. You got they got like a whole. They got a whole olive bar if you're some sort of olive pervert and you love olives that (laughs) much. You're not. You're not an olive pervert if you love olives. Anyway, we're we're talking about Kroger's and we're supposed to be talking about grapefruit. Um, For many years, you're welcome for the free promo. By the way, Kroger, get at us (laughs) if you feel guilty and you want to give us some money. Great for many years, grapefruit was thought of as a health food. Uh, it, it's a good question. Why? I mean, it does have like vitamin C in it. You know, there are other things that do too. I'm not saying grapefruits outside of all these medication interactions. Of course, we're talking about grapefruit inherently is not bad for you in any way. Um, there are things in it that are good for you. Certainly, not that it's the only source of these things, but it is a source of vitamin C. Um, I, to uh, to answer like, why would it be considered medicine? I know why. Why? Tastes bad. Oh, I that's that's actually a theory is that it kind of tastes like I there's always been this thought if something sort of tastes like sharp or bitter or acidic or something that's unpleasant that that's a medicinal quality and that maybe it's better for you because you don't like it as much. I don't know. Anyway, it took it and obviously like there were like the grapefruit diet you know, back in the 1930s became popularized. And for years, grapefruit had this association of like, this is what you eat if you want to lose weight. Right. Specifically, that's where- that being a big thing. Like as a health food generally, but then it it really was like taken over by the weight loss industry to say like, grapefruit is what you eat. And if you look at those diets, by the way, they tell you to eat grapefruit, yeah, whatever. They also tell you to eat 500 calories a day. So- Yeah, <laughs> not not great. So like- I'm not good, would not recommend. And also, it's not the grapefruit there that's doing something, bud. If you watch cereal commercials from the 80s as much as I do, which is to say every night as I unwind with my bowl of cereal, uh, it, it's hilarious how many are like part of this complete breakfast. And it's like a bowl of cereal and then just this huge half grapefruit. Yeah. <laughs> there. It's like, yeah, it's a complete, <laughs> uh-huh. it's a complete healthy breakfast. All that grapefruit. Okay. So here we think grapefruit is this you know, health food. At least that was a popular conception. A lot of people are eating it. We're into the 80s now. It's actually 1989. So we've gone through the 80s. And I feel like the 80s were still the heyday of grapefruit. I mean, at least in my house, my mom loved grapefruit. Um, But David Bailey, who was a researcher working in a lab in London, Ontario, in clinical pharmacology, um, figured out that grapefruit, there's a problem. There's an issue with grapefruit. He's dun, the dun, guy dun. who discovered this. Um, and it was a hard, uh, when he, when he, I'm going to describe how he figured this out, but it was hard for him to sell this idea at first because people weren't, like the idea that a food would cause problems with drugs like this was not well accepted. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we knew drugs could interact with each other. Mm-hmm. But we didn't yet understand that food could play a role in that too. Hmm. So this was this was groundbreaking. That's fairly late. I mean, all mm-hmm. things considered. Well, it would be a hard thing to tease out. Right. You know, especially like, like, about, like at this point, we're in 1989. Think about how varied the human diet has become. We all have access to so many more foods, right. all times of the year. Like by the time we have the technology to start understanding all this stuff, it's the same time where like the average person is eating such a wide variety of foods in any given day. It's such a hard thing to tease Remember out. Remember when we, for a little bit, people were eating those like freeze-dried, they're, they're, uh, not freeze-dried, but like f- big chunks of cereal frozen in nitrous 
that would make your like dragon's breath, I think they called it or something like that. Oh, I don't crush- remember that. Anyway, I remember seeing those at things. It's like or dipping dots. Dipping dots is a good example. That seems like like nobody would have accounted for that that we'd start doing that. It's got to be something, you know, that's yeah. a huge risk. Who knows? No, that's true. That's true. And that's we just wild. did that and started we eating it. We just did that and started eating it. We didn't even stop to think about it. It'll t- it would take us a long time to figure out there was a problem there. Yeah. I love humans. Um, and I hate dipping dots. Every time I say that, it sounds like I'm not one. I am a human. We're just a cool, we're just a great species <laughs> that only does good stuff. I am a human. I too. <laughs> he was, anyway, so he was working. I swear on my blood moving device <laughs> inside my thorax that I too am of your human species. Of which I only have, have one. Just the one heart just for me, one, thank you. not two. Um, anyway, so he was studying different medicines and he was working on something called philodipine. That's a blood pressure medicine. And specifically, he was um, working on the connection between that and alcohol. What happens if you drink alcohol while you're on this blood pressure medicine, okay? So you've got, think about how you would set up that test. You've got two groups of people. They're both taking the medicine, and you want to know how alcohol will affect them. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the tricky part about that? Um, that you got to give them alcohol? Well, one group's got to have alcohol, and the other group doesn't have to have alcohol, but you got to make sure that they don't know. If they're getting alcohol or not, which I mean, great, if, if you get a, a buzz or whatever off of it, yeah, you might know them. But in that moment when you're drinking it, you've got to not know. Yeah. Um, and alcohol has a taste. It'd be right? easier to do today. We've got a lot of great uh, imitation liquors on on the market. That's true. Available. Probably that, easier to do. Back in 1989, it was harder because you got to figure out like what can we use to hide the booze. Grenadine. You think grenadine is str- – no, grenadine's not going to hide the booze. No, no. probably not. So uh, it was actually – he he worked on this uh, on a Saturday night. This is according to this interview from Alice Obscura with his wife, Barbara. The two of them <laughs> sat down to figure out what can we hide the alcohol in so that the subjects, the test subjects, won't know if they're drinking alcohol or not. And so they tried all kinds of different things. And at the very end, they they thought about they had a can of grapefruit juice, and they thought, well, let's try that. Yeah, let's see if the grapefruit can hide because it is such a strong flavor. Maybe it will hide the alcohol, and it did. Um, so he gave his subjects uh, either alcohol and grapefruit juice, and his control group just got grapefruit juice. And and it worked. People didn't know which was which. First, so first of all, the first goal, it did work. Like, they, they couldn't tell if they were drinking alcohol or not. Um, there was a little bit of difference in blood pressure. Uh, but the, the strange thing is that he was taking blood levels of the medication. So looking for how much of the blood pressure medicine is still in their blood after taking the pill and drinking the drink. And what he found is that the levels were four times higher than he would have expected in the patient's uh, overall, because all of them were drinking grapefruit juice. Don't these random, these random things freak you out sometimes? But like, like these, like, oh, I don't know. I just kind of. And so he he figures this out, and he's like, okay, the only thing that's off is the grapefruit juice. That's the only thing that makes sense is the grapefruit juice because the alcohol was different. Everything else was accounted for. So mm-hmm. could it be grapefruit juice? So he tried it out on himself. <laughs> He drank uh, grapefruit uh, juice and took the philodipine, the blood pressure medicine himself, 
and checked it in his own blood and saw that his levels were very, very high. And he knew that it had to be the grapefruit juice. And it took a while to isolate exactly what it was in the grapefruit juice, right? So we know something in grapefruit juice is messing with the blood levels of this medication. Um, It took him a while to figure out that there is something in grapefruit called furanocoumarins. Furanocoumarins. Mm -hmm. These are the compounds that specifically... Um, stop that P450 enzyme, that CYP3A4 that we talked about, from working. Like, just really, you know, finishes them off. And we just happened upon this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's wild how much of of innovation is just happenstance. So he published— Do you know that chocolate chip cookies were an accident? Did you know they were created by accident? Did somebody spill the chocolate chips and the— No, uh, (laughs) the woman who owned the Toll House Inn broke up a chocolate bar because she thought it would make the cookies chocolate. She thought it would melt in the oven oh. and, and make them chocolatey, and they didn't melt. And she was like, this is good. Better even. Better even. Dippin' Dots, too. Speaking of, created by accident. That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. That's a bad accident. Some I, accidents I, are good. I, regular ice cream bad. is better. So he pub- this was published in The Lancet in 1991, and it's funny because the original study is like literally there are six men – who took uh, philodipine five milligrams with water, grapefruit juice, or orange juice. I mean, just six people. Mm. And um, then they checked, like, the bioavailability with the grapefruit juice, and a, it looked at the levels and how did it affect the amount really of drug. It's a really small study, and, right? Yeah, it's very small. And then they, um, yeah, and I mean, they, they, it was really just, like, six people, but they saw a significant change. It would have to be significant, I would think, for that. If you're having that small of a sample mm-hmm. size, it seems like you would need it to be pretty impactful for it to register. Yep. So so there was a, yeah, 164 to 469% bioavailability, like higher levels uh, with the grapefruit juice than with water. That is wild. Yeah, 469% in some. So that shows the range, too. That shows, like, even in these six people, these six test subjects— some of them had a much stronger effect from the same amount of grapefruit juice than others because it has to do with how much of the enzyme you have in your body and you know a lot of other factors play into it, um, which is why it's really unpredictable. So you may be thinking, I take a medicine. You've probably Googled this by now. <laughs> Does my medicine interact with grapefruit juice? And you may think, well, sometimes I eat grapefruit and I don't think I've ever had a problem um, and it may be that the small amount you ingested wasn't enough to interfere with your med in your body, mm-hmm. but maybe in somebody else, that exact same amount would cause a huge effect. Oh, wow. Um, and the trickier part are meds um, that don't always immediately show you that there's an effect. If you have symptoms of toxicity of high levels, it's easy to know something's going wrong. But sometimes, like, you won't realize that your blood pressure medicine is way too high or something. Um, and some of these drugs— it really doesn't matter as much. Mm-hmm. I mean, it always matters. Dosing always matters. I'm not saying dosing doesn't matter, but for some drugs, if you got higher levels in your bloodstream, it's mm-hmm. probably not going to do much to you. Like, it's just there. You got more than you need. That's not a huge deal. But other things, like let's say it has to do with regulating your heart rhythm, that's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. So it, this just highlights that I think it's it's wild how this researcher figured that out. Yeah. Um, David Bailey is his name, who stumbled upon this making... I guess the name of this cocktail, if you mix vodka and grapefruit juice, is a greyhound. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't know that. But anyway, it's a fat. And there's a whole more, if, you, if you're interested in that article from Atlas Obscura, like I said, it was from uh, 2020. Dan Nosowitz wrote it. And it's 
it tells the whole history of Grey. All, a ton of stuff I didn't talk about. But um, and it interviews him more about his his wild serendipitous discovery that we now know. And it, and I guess in some countries, like it's really widely like on all pill bottles and things. It says don't drink grapefruit juice, don't take grapefruit, don't eat grapefruit. Um, it's something that I think we forget to talk about sometimes in mm-hmm. the U.S. And you again, you may be listening and thinking, my doctor never said. Um, I think that we learn about it along with like 50,000 other things that might happen. But I didn't until I researched this episode realize like how easily it can happen, how little grapefruit it takes to cause this. Um, I knew the lists were huge. But uh, but I think it's a good reminder to um, let your doctor know or your provider if you make major changes in your activities, behaviors, things you put in your body. Because if you're on medicines, it may interfere. Um, and it may be something you want to take a quick look at. There are tons of resources that list the meds that inhibit, the meds that um, activate, and the meds that are broken down, and other substances too. Obviously, not just meds. Grapefruit juice is not a med. Grapefruit juice have a have this on the label. It feels like it should, right? Oh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I don't know if grapefruit juice actually has it on the label. Seems um, like it should. I mean, we don't have any grapefruit juice uh, to to test that on, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it, I've never had grapefruit juice in the house. All right. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't know if it, I don't like grapefruits. I don't know if it's on the label. I know that, um, like I said, that some medications have it on the bottle and, and I've seen some here, but I think that it's something we could all do a better job of is just reminding people that I am sorry. There are certain medicines that if you're on, you probably just should stay away from grapefruit altogether. I know, I know that's a bummer. Miss that delicious bitter juice. Luckily, there's lots of other good juices come, you could try. Come join us in, in enjoying lots of other citrus fruits that aren't grapefruit. What's your favorite juice right now? My favorite juice? What's your favorite juice? I really don't like juice very much. Okay. I mean, I guess if I had to pick, it would be orange. What's your favorite juice? Oh, my God. Power rankings number one is going to be guava juice. Oh, outrageous. Number two with a bullet wet grape juice coming in strong. Number three bringing up the rear, not going to count pog juice. That would be cheating. Uh, Yeah, pog. uh, Pog juice would be high for me, but I think number three is going to have to be a crayon apple. That could be cheating too. It's a blend, but still, that's where I'm at. But orange you can mix with champagne. That is also cheating. So I'm sorry, Sydney. Your juice opinions are invalid. You know what? I'll take it. That's fine. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to our show. We hope you have dumped out all your grapefruit juice. (laughs) Because <laughs> uh, it's poison, basically, is what saying Sydney's saying. No, is it's I'm poison. saying that if you take any prescription medications or any over-the-counter herbal, any supplements, anything like that, regularly. Oh, um, on a just more check, just on check. A, on a serious note, um, we love all of our listeners, and we really do care about uh, the people that listen to this show, and we love hearing from you, and love you know your feedback, your ideas, all of it. If you like grapefruit. Please don't tell me about it. I don't. Aww, I love Justin. you. I don't want to get a bunch of emails that are like, "But I like grapefruit." I understand. You have just guaranteed that our inbox is going to be full of emails titled "I like grapefruit," but I like grapefruit. I'm going to set up a filter. I'm going to set up a grapefruit filter. Hey, and I would like to say I got a couple of emails from people last week who felt left out when I talked about how sometimes that there are a lot of blood tests that are automated that we do but that some need to be read, actually looked at by humans and not read by a machine. And that I said pathologists do that and did not acknowledge the fact that lab techs do that as well. 
lab technicians also look at slides. And I did not in any way mean to undermine the contributions of lab techs or insinuate that they don't do that. Um, sometimes I'm talking fast and I say one thing and move on. Yeah. But thank you, lab techs, for all you do. And I'm sorry for how many times we call you from the call room and say, I really need this result. I really need this result. And you're sitting there going, they haven't even collected it yet. <laughs> I, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, medical humor. You're everyone can enjoy these. My lab these, techs know what I'm talking about. Oh, everyone can enjoy these they great know. gags. They hey, know. Thanks to the taxpayers for use of their song medicines as the intro and outro of our program. And thanks to you for listening. That's gonna do it for us. Until next time. My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. Fund.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.